What's up, Meshbuka? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It's the Jewish Matchmaking Edition. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife, co-host and resident Gentile. It's the one and only Teresa right there. <laughs> Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? Before we move on, what is a genital? <laughs> a genital? Well, mine mine was genital. mine was snipped during my breast. Genital? Gentile. What's that? A non-Jew. Oh, I'm not a Jew. Oh. I know it's a, it's a, it seems aggressive, but it's yeah. It's, I thought you said Gentile. There are Jews and Gentiles, and you are a Gentile. And it's like I Harry Potter. Am a Jew. It's like a, don't get me started on the anti-Semitism that runs through no, Harry Potter. That's not true. Well, the, the writer she made some comments, but the books are not. But there are the wizards, and mm-hmm. then they call everyone else Muggles. Interesting. Yeah, so like you are a muggle. I'm a muggle. I wish I was a wizard. You are a Gentile, and I am a Jew. And that is why we are here to cover Jewish matchmaking part two. I'm excited. And on the last, on the first episode, we were so excited that we didn't even do our housekeeping. I don't even think, I kind of like that we didn't do it. Well, let's do it real quick because I want people to know where to find us. If you're new... If you're new to this and you don't go all the way to the end when John and I say we've said it all, then let's let's remind our oh, friends or new friends yeah. where to find us. And our, our new friends, our Jew friends, doesn't matter who you are, where you are. What, what matters is that you're here. And if you, you like what you're hearing and if you listen to part one, you're here for part two. Well, welcome back and thank you for being here. You can follow us on Instagram and Married to Reality Pod. It's a good time over there. Message us. Follow along. It's a good time. Join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash married to reality. We're currently covering Love in Paradise, mm-hmm. which is a wild show. Wild. Okay. And if you if you really like it, it'd be great if you could leave us a review. If yeah. It's a, if it's a five-star review and you write something, we'll read it on our 90 Day Fiance podcast. And then the last thing, and, and certainly not the least, is you want to follow the podcast. And that's because once in a while, we love you guys so much that we do random things like this, where we binge watch an entire season of a show and then drop it on the free feed. Yeah. And if you're not following along, well, you might miss it because you go, well, they drop, I think they drop 90 Day Fiance on Monday night. Let me just tune in Monday night. And then you miss this. So follow along. So easy to do. You look down, you smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as this whole freaking season so far. Smash it like it's as hot as my bar mitzvah, Teresa. Well, I didn't go. You didn't invite me. You did not get an invite. You didn't know me at the time. You were a nine-year-old Czech girl. Yeah, just living living, living in a best, small town, Czech Republic. Living, living best my best Czech life. Man. Yeah, I was doing all sorts of dances yeah. and... Wearing fun outfits and oversized sunglasses. And all right. All right. You take suing, it easy. Suing my DJ because he promised a light show that, well, did not show up. You he, sued him? You brought him to court? No. No. I don't know what we did. Pretty, did you give him a bad review? Or uh, I, think, I think we just called him up and said, hey, man, you promised this whole light show. You, you came with basically two <laughs> flashlights taped together. <laughs> what are you going to do for us? Well, that's not suing. No, I don't think we sued him, but... I was like, whoa. We shook him down. Whoa. Well, you should have. I would have too. Yeah. All right. Let's enough about my bar mitzvah. Let's talk about some other Jewish friends of ours. Ori. Let's go back to Ori and his date. Because they kind of teased it on the first episode. And then it was like, dun, dun, dun. So 
we meet Addie. That's Ori's first date. Yeah. She walks in. And his whole concern was, mm, she's not going to be hot enough for me, okay? I don't know if you saw where I live, but my parents have a really nice house, and I have my own bedroom, and so she better be pretty hot if she wants to come in there. And I think by hot, he meant blonde with blue eyes, which Addie is the exact opposite of that. Yeah, Addie is Israeli, which he Makes wanted. Sense. Which, yeah. yeah, which he wanted, uh, or is Israeli as well. But yes, she she is not the the unicorn that would be a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Israeli. Yeah. She is a classic, beautiful Israeli woman. Yes, and she's only been in the U.S. for a few months, right? Yeah, I think she, she wants to become the next Gal Gadot because she wants to be an actress. Who? Gal Gadot is an Israeli actress. Oh. Yeah, like the only Israeli actress I can think of. I'm no, sure Natalie are. Portman. Is, is she Israeli? I know yeah, she's Jewish. Yeah, and she is fully religious Jewish, and she went to Harvard. But she's Israeli? Yeah. Huh. You, you say... And she went to Harvard. No, like, I'm just like, like a lot, like a lot of Jews are are high, <laughs> highly educated. No, Teresa. the that, stereotype is quite the opposite. That's not what I meant. Like yeah. you know, my uncle went to went to Brown, uh-huh. like, but I just I just read an article like a week or two ago about her being religious and keeping all the traditions. And in the article, it mentioned yeah. that she went to Harvard. Got it. So Got that's, it. that's how I know it. <laughs> You're like you know he is Jewish, but he's a dentist. Like, well, that's a good job. <laughs> we're leaning into all the stereotypes in this episode. Is it a stereotype? Jewish dentists? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Jewish doctors, lawyers. I'm glad you're not into the stereotypes. That's good, Therese. Well, I didn't away. know that was a stereotype until oh literally right now. The more you know. This is an educational podcast. It's a very educational <laughs> podcast. Yeah. You learned about all the high holidays and Shabbat last episode. Now you're learning about the stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> very good. All, all right. right. Let's let's get into this. So the review is in. Ori is attracted to Addie. He would like to bang her. Well, the, but he's attracted to her as like oh a hot girl, yeah. not like oh my type. Yeah, he's. I don't know if he's nervous around her or if he's just always awkward. But he's making dumb jokes like, "So you want to be an actor? Well, I'm I'm also an actor uh, in porn." Oh my gosh, he did, that reminds me of the guy from Love is Blind. Oh, the uh, Zach? Yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm a stripper? Yeah. Yeah, but his mom was a stripper, so that's, I think, why he was saying it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are people who make stupid jokes and they're nervous. I think for Ori, it's this. She walked in, she has a nice face, but she's not his type. So, normally, he would not go on a second date. However... Alina said, you need to date them. What did she say? Date them till you hate them. Yeah. Meaning. Alisa. Alisa. What did yeah. I say? I think you said Alina. Oh, Alisa. Thank you. Date them till you hate them. Meaning if it's not a hard no, then it's always a yes. Yeah. Which on the surface, I hate that advice because I'm like, why waste your time? But you dig a little deeper into it. I'm like, you know what? Good. It means don't be so picky. Just because you find like one little thing that isn't perfect. Oh, they don't have blue eyes. Doesn't mean don't give them a, another chance. I would say this rule is fine for people who are out there dating, trying to find someone, but you know, still keeping their doors open. For these guys who want to meet someone and marry and settle down, then it makes sense. Mm, like yeah. for me, let's say before I met you, like, uh, yeah, I was dating. I wanted to meet someone, but was I trying to meet someone to marry within a few years? No. Um, so I would not waste my time. 
yeah. right? Yeah, but for these guys, like, yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. So we saw Lisa give some some coaching because she's not just a matchmaker. She is a dating coach. And we saw her give some coaching to some, to some other singles. We needed her here because Ori needs a little dating advice. Oh, For yeah. one, don't make that dumb. I'm a porn star joke, right? Uh, two, don't lead with I live with my parents. Yeah, and I work with them too. And I work with them too. She needed she needed to to give him a little bit more of a pep talk. I think. You could see how Addy is not that thrilled about him. And then Ori asks her, like, oh, I would love to hang out again. And she's like, <sighs> mm, I mean, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. And you, you can tell that if she wasn't on a camera, she would say no. Well, she is on camera and she does want to be an actress. So Ooh. I think that's why we get a second date. Yeah, but is, I think... That would be it. Which is where we go next. We see them horseback riding. Which is one of the things that she loves to do besides acting. Yes. She likes horseback riding. Ori, on the other hand, seemed a little nervous. I don't know if it was the horses or again, if he's just a nervous person. That's again, another stereotype of us Jews is we're a little nervous. Oh. Yeah. You wouldn't see, know. See, I didn't know. Well, you're I learning. don't think you're nervous. I don't want to reinforce these stereotypes. So, so forget them all. Forget everything I said. But I mean, so far you're none of the stereotypes. Never sued anyone. Not a dentist, and not a nervous Nelly. Yeah, love, love horseback riding. There yeah. you go. There you go. Okay, so they're horseback riding, and they start talking about dogs. And oh my gosh, or. <laughs> Or he wants three dogs because he wants three kids. I agree with that. I, I don't want three kids, but I want I want a, a dog or two and a kid or two. Okay, but I don't think every kid needs their own dog. No, but I do agree. And we literally, I was laughing because Jude and I just had this conversation like a day or two ago, how it is important that babies grow up with dogs. It's important to me because I think... When you grow up, not babies, kids, when you grow up with a dog, you learn to be compassionate and you learn to take care of other living beings. Some do and some don't. Some are like, can I get a dog? I'll take care of it. And then they get a dog and they don't take care of it. Uh, I've taken care of all my pets. That's you. Yeah. You are not everyone. True. But I still think that if you grow up with a dog, there is a certain level of you can learn responsibility and responsibilities and love that you just don't learn. Like you learn to feel for someone else. Okay. I don't think you're wrong. I just don't think it's guaranteed. And so to, Nothing, to introduce not, three dogs into a home because you have three kids. Well, three dogs is a lot. It's a little excessive. But I do love the idea. I definitely, if we do, if we're going to have a kid, I do want to have a, have a dog first. Yeah, okay. There are all these beautiful photos of dogs booping babies. Okay. That's how they connect. Right. And it's a bond for life. All right. My favorite part of this whole segment was that they're trying to have this serious conversation while they're on horseback. Like they're 20 yards away from each other just yelling like, how many kids do you want to have? <laughs> oh, you want to have dogs with your kids? It's like, why don't you wait until you get off the horses and then have these conversations? Well, and here's another thing they don't agree on. Ori wants to have kids and no later than in three years yeah. three to four kids that's not Addie's plan no and and maybe it would be different if she was vibing ori but yeah but she's definitely not and it's evident when they get 
off the horses. They finish the ride. And Addy's like, so did you like it? Because he was a little nervous at first. And he goes, yeah, it was fun. Like that, that was natural. I know I'm a complicated guy. I, I was nervous at first, but I really liked it. You, you seem simple. Yeah, she was like simple in a world way. And you could tell that she's annoyed. Well, simple is not a compliment. No. But he was like, well, and he was like grasping for words because like, well, you, 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 you look like you know what you want. And mm-hmm. Addy was like ambitious. He's like, yes, <laughs> ambitious. Yeah. And so now you can tell she's even more turned off yeah. by and, Ori. And she throws the camera. I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to see him again. Like the vibe isn't cool. Yeah. I, I would say, nope. what is it? Date him till you hate him? Yeah. I, I think she's, that's, she's, that's getting clo- she's getting closer to no, hating him. I think him. it just happened. Yeah. So, all right, that that's Ori, that's Addie. We cut to Miami, and it's Danny with her Debbie fan. Of Debbie Deb, fan? Of Debbie and Osama. She's got that hand fan. Oh, and yeah. She's just, she's just fanning herself. And she's hanging with friends talking about her date with David, for those who, yeah. who have forgotten. David is the guy who would not refill her wine glass. Yes, and she likes him. There is a lot of good qualities but she's not sure about his sexual chemistry. Yeah, she's not feeling the sexual chemistry, which a little wine would have helped. I'll tell and you that much. you know why I think that is? I think it's because of the religion. I think right. that's something that that might be a roadblock that you kind of think about. Yeah, because she brings up, she's that's one of the first things she brings up is, oh, he started the Miami Sephardic Club. He knows a ton of people. He's very social. And one of Danny's friends, Tori, says, well, okay, is he a bit of a party boy then? Like, he's started this social club. Mm. Basically, if you're looking to get married, you need to find someone who's ready to settle down. Danny agrees, but yes, to your point, even more so than that, it's not the social aspect of the social club. It's that the social club is a religious club, yeah. and he might be too religious yes. for her. And for her, it's like she always goes for bad boys because they're hot. But good boys can also be hot. Look at John. Oh, hello. So hot. Uh, you wait till you see me with my yarmulke on. Oh, oh. I've never seen you. Oh, I yes, have. Yes, you have. It was a sad occasion. It was a sad occasion. Yeah. That was the big yarmulke that I was talking that was about. That's an extra large yarmulke. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, well, she's going to give him a second chance, even though it wasn't, it wasn't fireworks. On the first date, the second date, let's see, it's a jet skiing date. Yes. Well, I don't know if the socks and shoes on the jet ski is going to help that sexual chemistry, Dan. I don't get it. Like, I, I don't, why do you even wear any shoes on a jet ski? You don't drive it with your feet. Maybe your he's feet got, are kind of wet. Maybe he's got bad feet. Yeah, still, you live in Miami. I mean, come on. Maybe he's got bad feet. Here's what turned me off was the fact that he was still wearing the sunglasses from his bar mitzvah. <laughs> Take those things off, David. I don't think it's a vibe, but not for him when he's on a jet ski with his socks and sneakers. Here's what I found interesting. I was just going to say, if anything, if he had those um, beach, those uh, shoes for oh, water swimming, shoes. water shoes. That, see, there you then go. Then I would be like, all right, it's not a vibe, but it makes sense. Yeah, at least it's yeah. situationally appropriate. Yeah. Here, speaking of physical appearance, Aliza would not, matchmaker Aliza would not show David a photo of Danny. Mm. But Danny got to see a photo of David. So I found that interesting. But then we learned, well, Aliza didn't tell Danny that David was Cuban, even after she said, I like Latin men. Yeah. And Aliza's whole thing is 
pleasant surprises. Yeah. So maybe she wanted to pleasantly surprise David mm. by like, no, you don't get to see her. When you see her, believe me, you'll find her attractive. Right. Possible. Yeah. But then David spins around on the jet ski. They're chatting very close to each other. <laughs> I didn't like it. I'm no. like someone like in my face like so, this on a second date. Would you rather than be on two jet skis 30 yards apart like Ori and Addy? I think on a second date, I would prefer to be on my own jet ski, to be honest. Jet skis are like aqua horses, if you think about it. Kind of. Yeah. They're, aqua horses. Yeah. Water horses. Yeah. Sea horses. That's that's a thing. Aqua Aquastrian. Aquastrian. That's it. What, what does it even mean? Equestrian is horses. Oh. Aquastrian. Oh. I nailed it. Teresa, be more impressed. I don't know the word. I just pulled said. that out of nowhere. I love it, but I don't know it. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Equastrian. Guys, guys, can you please message us and appreciate John? <laughs> Equastrian. At Married to Reality Pod, I'll take all the compliments I can get. All right. So then Danny asks David, how do you feel about me not being that religious? You started a whole club based on your religion. What about me not being that religious? And David says, well, I do tend to date more traditional women, but there are a lot of positives that you're bringing to the table that draw me in. Yes, and Danny has a great couple of great Jewish questions. For example, well, he's Sephardic and she's Ashkenazi. How is that okay? How does that gonna roll together? What's the difference? Right. And also, how come you can eat rice on a Passover and I cannot? <laughs> right. Someone loves the carbs. So basically. It boils down to, again, where uh, geography, yeah. right? So Ashkenazi is European, Sephardic is more Middle East yeah. and North African. And so there's the food that goes yeah. along with that. There's the lifestyle, the personality. And so David says, well, it really doesn't matter that you're Ashkenazi and I'm Sephardic because if we were to marry, well, you would take the lifestyle of the man. So you would be Sephardic. So she could eat rice on a Passover. So, so that's almost reason enough to say I do. For sure. And Danny goes, well, okay, you're, you're talking marriage. What if you get sick of me? And David says, we'll be friends. And Danny's like, uh-oh. So you want to be friends? And David says, oh, no. I want to be more than that. But I don't think if he meant it towards her or like in general. What do you mean? Like, she goes like, so you want to be friends? He's like, no, I'm looking for more. Meaning like... I'm not here with you to be friends with you. I'm here because there might be a potential. If there is not, I want to find it. No, I think he meant specifically to her. Oh. I, want, I want to be more than friends with you, well, at least at least for one night uh, only. All right. Well, let me take we'll these see. shoes off. Although maybe he bangs with his socks and shoes on. I, uh, I could see as that. As long as he takes the glasses off. Those things are worse than transition lenses. Uh, it was kind of a vibe. <laughs> don't, don't do that. But oh No, I, I definitely will not. All right. Let's move on. Let's go to California and Harmony and her first date. But before, let's talk to Elise on FaceTime to get a few tips. Well, yeah, a couple tips, a little bit of a pep talk. Basically telling Harmony, which we should have known this was a red flag. Be open-minded. When you, when you see your day walk in, keep an open mind. Also, don't talk about kids or the past. All right, good luck. And no touching. Oh, yeah, no touching either. Good luck. So we learn from Eliza about Shomer Nagia. Yes. Shomer Nagia, the practice of not touching, mm -hmm. right? No handshaking, no patting on the back. Keeps the, the physical waiting until marriage. 
which I honestly find a little crazy. That's old school. That's very old school. But then we learn, I don't want to skip ahead, but Alisa married very quickly after she met her husband. So, I mean, well, you that's, can, I think there's many downsides. And, and again, you do you. That's basically yeah. the, the subject line of this podcast is you do you. But I think one of the downsides of a waiting till marriage to be intimate is that a lot of people will rush to marry so that yeah, they can bang. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So Harmony's like, all right, well, you may need to tie my hands behind my back. So let's see. She's nervous because, again, she's unsure if she's going to be attracted to this person. But she goes to the restaurant, sits down. And when Erin, the professor of architecture <laughs> and dean of one of the colleges in Vermont, oh walks boy. in, within three seconds, she hugs him. But I don't think it was a hug of like, ooh, I want my body to rub against yours. I think it was just instinctual. Like She's a bubbly. She's a fun person. Yeah, she's so very bubbly. Just instinctually. Yeah. When she meets someone, she hugs them. And she's like, oops, oh, the, here comes all the first rule. Um, yeah, broke the first rule. Yeah. I'll break the next two very quickly. But initially, she's not impressed physically. No. She thinks he's a little too nerdy. And I honestly, I don't think he's bad looking. He's older, but I don't, he has a vibe. He, he has a vibe. He looks like Steve Carell's Jewish brother. Without the sense of humor. No, he looks like a dad of the guy of the Netflix show that was also in California. It's called like something love or something. Huh? He had like glasses like oh, that, like oh, hair. Oh. He looks like his dad. If we ever saw his dad? Yeah. You're saying like he looks like he could be his dad. Yeah, so I don't know if we ever saw that dad. guy's yeah, dad. Yeah, yeah. No, we didn't. Oh, I'm going to go with nerdy Steve Carell. I don't see that. Okay. Okay. All right. So either way, they don't look like they belong together. No, but they could. Aaron Aaron doesn't look like he has a big enough wallet to stand next to Harmony. Well, you think so? You think she goes after money? Uh, she looks like a... No, no, not that she goes after money. No, don't, don't take it that way. Just that she's a very beautiful woman, I think. He's a little nerdy. And usually when you see that type of pairing, it's because he's got a ton of money in the bank. Oh, gotcha. Well... She is a beautiful woman, but her personality is very quirky. And I don't yes. think she can date the traditional, uh, okay, I'm, um, I'm a VP of uh, Chase Bang. And no, like she needs someone with, a, with some quirks. Yeah. So they start talking and she's had a tough past few months with her family. And her, her family's health. And so she's looking for a cheerleader. She needs that support. And out of nowhere, Aaron just goes, to be honest, I, I've dated several women since my divorce in 2010. Uh, and it's been helpful to figure out what's important to I me. I think Elisa should have called Erin too. Right. They're both breaking rules. And Aaron's like, eh, you know, this whole thing just made me realize I, I wish I had children. So they're just totally ignoring any advice that Elisa's given. Don't talk about kids. Don't touch. Don't talk about your past. Yeah. Well, yes. And Harmony feels like they're connecting on an intellectual level. Yeah. They have nice conversations, but the physical isn't there. The physical is not there. She's not, uh, her humantashin is not burning. As no. I said, she's looking for that burn, that deep burn, and she's not feeling it. Not feeling it, but he wants to see her again, and she agreed. So, cut to the beach. Yes. If she can't get a burning between her legs, maybe a sunburn will do. 
Well, not just sunburn, mushrooms, <laughs> microdosing. <laughs> this is great. And so I didn't know Aaron looks like a nice dude. I didn't know how nice Aaron was. Nice to the point that never smoked. He never did any drugs. He's he a goody two better, shoes. He better drink, he's even though he was in a fraternity. He was in a fraternity and he lives in Vermont. And he's not doing a little shroomy. He's not doing a little uh, devil's cabbage. He's not feeling the the burn. Right. And she doesn't feel the burn either. But yeah, that was a little surprising, but it was hilarious (laughs) how it came out because Aaron's like, wow, I really, I can tell you love California. Like you belong here. I can see how much you appreciate it. And Harmony's like, wow, I'm really glad you could notice that because there was a point where I just, I felt a little blocked. I, I wasn't in harmony with California and a friend suggested that. I do mushrooms. Microdosing. And I was like, no, mushrooms. Uh, are you talking about on a smorph? Are you going to put mushrooms on a smorph? And, she, <laughs> and, she, and the friend was like, no, just like a little microdosing. And then Harmony was like, all right, I can get down with that. And so she did, I guess. And now she's at one. She's at one with California and herself. It opened up her, oh, it, it opened up her heart. Yes. And it changed her for the better, apparently. Yeah. And, and Aaron's response is, you know, I always felt like the best people are weird. Uh, not weird. I, I shouldn't have said weird. Quirky. Right? And and they both realize, hey, maybe we're not on the surface what the other person would go for. But I'm grateful that Aliza matched us. Yeah. And Harmony tells the camera that the more they talk, the more attractive he is. However... Still not feeling the burn. Yeah. She literally says, I think Aliza gave me everything I wanted and asked for, just in a different package. So if she can overcome that, if there's a certain dosing where she could become attracted mm-hmm. to, to Aaron, well, then maybe it will work out. Maybe it will. Then we get a little Aliza segment. Aliza at home, you can call it. Yes. Where we meet her husband, Gershon. Um, was he vacuuming the, the turf yard? I think so. <laughs> I guess you can't mow it. So what's left to do? Vacuum. It just reminded me of this meme where there's a guy vacuuming a, a grass and it's like when your boss comes around and you just oh, yeah. pretend to do something. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh yeah, this makes sense. I'm looking busy. Yeah. I'm doing something. Yeah. We meet Gershon. Um, they met on a Jewish singles retreat. In 2002. 2002. They ended up not dating after that, but they were both from Philly. So they ended up reconnecting after Shabbos. One night they went for a walk and cut to three weeks later, they were engaged. And four months after that, they were married. Yeah. And still going strong, having five kids. And this is what I mentioned earlier. Elisa was not religious before. So she went from single and not religious to married and religious to the point that she covers herself head to toe. Yeah, no, this is a uh, this is a very conservative yeah. household, and, and Gershon's rocking the shofar. Yeah, yeah. Like a ch- I should get I should get a shofar. Yeah. You don't want me to blow the shofar? Let's talk about it. Oh, that's shofar. I thought after you talk about like the longer head oh, the in the front. No. Uh, oh, the payas? Yeah. No. I was, I was borderline payas during. Get, get the horn. Get the horn. Uh, <laughs> I was born in Paris during COVID. Yeah, I could blow the old rams. I could blow the old rams horn for you. All right. All right. So here's where I'm confused because I wrote down cut to Israel, but we're we're on different pages of whether or not Cindy is in Israel. 
Yes, because so we meet Cindy, our single number four. And it's, she says, you know, I always wanted to live in Israel. My parents, my dad said, you either need to have a job there or a husband or a lot of money. And she said, I have neither, but I did it. Yeah. And we see her strolling about Israel and Jerusalem. Or so it, it, it could be the Jewish quarter in Philadelphia, which I don't know if it exists. Oh, but it's not. It it's might be right next to Gino's it's steakhouse. It's definitely Israel. Okay. But then we, Alisa comes over and there is a huge poster of Philly. Huge poster Philly. And also we saw Cindy with her sister, Shirley. So yeah. is Shirley in Israel too? Yeah. So a lot of questions, but let's roll with the fact that she is in Israel. Yes. Uh, hasn't had any luck meeting guys. And this is why I do think she is in Israel because she's talking about the t- the Israeli men yeah. and saying, yeah, it's true what they say. They all got six pack, washboard abs. But even if you have a hundred men, you go down to about five who are willing to go out with you. And from that five, there's about two that you like, but for some reason it doesn't work out. So you're at zero. Yes. And so let's talk about her requirements. Oh boy. So she wants someone who has good relationship with Judaism and Israel. Okay. Keeps kosher and Shabbat because she does. You got that right. And but she's not fully kosher, if I may say, because she does not dress modest. She wears a miniskirt. Well, that's not kosher. And the kosher just is. It's just food. Yeah. So, an ignorant question number one. Oh boy. Why do people say, "Oh, that's not kosher"? Well, it's just a, it's a cool thing to say. So, but but why? Because, well, how do people use it? Oh, that that's not gonna fly. That's well, not yes. gonna kosher, right? And so, like, you, uh, a kosher person eating pork. Well, that's not so kosher. That's, that's, a, that's not that's gonna fly. That's why I said it. Yeah. And that's why I said, well, she's not that kosher because she wears these. So you were using dresses. a little liberally. A little. Yes, but I knew where I'm going with it. I was going to ask you about how and if it's okay to say it or if it's uh, a little insulting. I think if I'm going to get on on my woke horse, Do if it. I'm going to stand on my woke, get on my, woke, my woke horse. Uh, soapbox, it's a little bit of a cultural appropriation if, right. if a non-Jew is going to say that's not kosher. All right. Do that's I, what I thought too, but I said it because I wanted to hear what you think. But let me step off that soapbox because I don't care because I'm not <laughs> I'm not that woke. Um it doesn't bother me one bit. I okay. don't think so. I, I I want to embrace other cultures and I want other cultures to embrace mine. And that's the best thing about America is that there are so many different cultures and traditions and it's nice. It's nice. Now, I'm sort of in agreement when people are like, don't wear my culture like a costume. Like, I don't want a Catholic person wearing a yarmulke. Yeah. That doesn't make much sense, right? But if you want to have matzo ball soup and say that's not kosher, that's not kosher, go for it. All right. All right. All right. So the other thing we learned about Cindy is she did have a serious relationship and it was quite recent, if you ask me. Yeah, they broke up eight months ago after three years where they talked about getting married. It's just uh, once they introduced the idea of marriage, they realized that, well, that's probably not what we want, the two of us, nah, it's not kosher. They they did more than talk about getting married. Cindy bought a wedding dress. No, an engagement dress. Oh, that's the thing? I've heard it here first. Oh, so it ended eight months ago, but Cindy says she's over it. And Elisa doesn't just buy that, oh, you guys just grew apart. Everything was fine. You guys just grew apart. 
after three years and an engagement dress. I mean, I believe that. Um, I don't if think you, so. If I don't think so. If you're together for three years, which is a solid relationship in my books, and you start talking about marriage, and once that happens, you start seeing other things start coming up, and you realize, like, wait a minute, like, now it gets serious, and I can see how it falls apart. When you and I talked about marriage before we got married, we talked about it as something that's going to be awesome, which is going to celebrate our love, right? Yeah. Nothing came out that would stop us. But I can see how things can poke or get out of uh, from under the surface when it gets real. Yeah, but I think it's not growing apart at that point. I think it's one person saying, all right, you're, oh, yeah. you're painting me into a corner here with this whole marriage thing. I'll say yes to appease you. But then when push comes to shove, I'm going to run. So I think she wanted to get married. Yeah. And I think her fiance said yes in the moment and then said no. So I don't think that's a growing apart. I think that's basically him standing her up. Okay, growing up, when anyone in their 20s or 30s says they grew apart, I don't buy it. I buy it if you're 40 or 50 and you did you did grow no, apart. No, I, anyway, I, I think you're more likely to grow apart when you're young. Really? Yes, I think there are some people who are 19 years old who after three years are now 22 and at 22... Maybe one person said, I'm a professional. I want to focus on my career. And the other person at 22 said, I want to keep partying, frat parties, keg stands. That's growing apart. Really? Yeah. When you're 50, I would imagine most people are in a similar point in their lives. And it's probably harder to grow mm. apart. Interesting. Yeah, just my take. Well, anyways, Aliza says, all right, well, I'm afraid of this one little thing I called mystery in your history. Meaning that you might be looking for someone like you had in the past. Uh -huh. And it might hurt you moving forward. I'm a little concerned about something I call mystery in my meat, a.k.a. a hot dog. But you do you, Aliza. You do you, Aliza. But yeah, she also wants someone who's successful. Mm -hmm. Not a diva because that's her. That's her. Not room younger for than 27. Only, only room for one diva. Sorry. Very true. Not younger than 27. Someone who likes to travel. Someone who's tikkun olam. Tikkun olam. Akuna matata. Heal the world. <laughs> what a wonderful phrase. Tall, dark, and handsome. All right. Stop talking about me, but okay. No apps, no Cindy. Well, okay. And then at least I was like, oh, I have someone for you. Danielle, 34. Ooh, might be too old. Uh, 34 might be too old. She said originally too, 28 to 37. Yeah. And so then when Elise is like, perfect, here's Daniel, 34, speaks Hebrew, tech engineer, 510. She's like, I know I, I know I said 37, but uh, 34 is a little too old. So she's really thinking 31 yeah. tops. But she's going to give Daniel a chance. Well, let's see. Let's see. That's episode two and what an episode it was. This show is great. I, I'm loving this show. I'm loving it too. All right, I wasn't sure if it was just because I could relate. No, I love it because I learn a lot. You learn a lot. Yeah. And it just reminds me of the old days. Okay. All right. When I would grace the stage at Temple Beth David and hit them with the Jutang classics. Love it. You love it. I'm going to have to dig up one of my old songs and sing I would it to love you. to hear your Jutang clan you song would. with Ross. There's a lot of shofar in it though. So prepare right. for that. <laughs> That's what a show <laughs> does. Anyways, 
with that, with those sharp fire noises, I think I've said it all. So make sure you follow us on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. If you want even more content, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Married to Reality. We got Love is Blind cooking over there. Make sure you follow the podcast so you don't miss any of these bonus episodes. It's so easy to do. You look down, you smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's his hurt. Is my Jewish husband, John. Hello, tall, dark, and handsome. At exactly. least that's what my mom tells me. <laughs> um, and if you leave a review, if it's a five-star review, we will read it on the podcast on Monday night. So with that, I've definitely said it all. You said, said it all. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.